Greetings. I hope that you're doing well. And if not, I hope that everything gets better. Today's topic has been something that I've been going back and forth with for a while. This has been a topic that I'm constantly at odds with. It's like we're both standing at opposite sides of the room and I'm like, who's going to go first? (laughs) This is because even with this topic, I find myself questioning my own delivery. And that is even remnants and leftovers from that phase and that portion and journey, that section in my life. Oh, what will they think? I have to watch my tone and my delivery because I don't want to be perceived as mean or a bitch, you know? (laughs) And my people-pleasing tendencies manifested itself as the perfectionist and the mom friend. And funnily enough, the one who seemingly has it all together. But since then, I've been doing a lot of thinking and self-actualization over and over and over. And then I began to ask myself questions that became increasingly clear where I stood in my own existence. You see, people-pleasing is the active practice of putting oneself last and wanting to be applauded for that act. It's a messed up ego trip and a wound that starts off from very, very early. On one hand, I had a healthy parent and on the other, I had a not so healthy one. And so even when I did have, I would assume very healing and loving and healthy tendencies, there's also this other portion that is so skewed and avoidant and has the ability to destroy the very loving nature, tender, kind hearted aspect of that in its own way. And it takes a lot to sit down and say, you know what, (laughs) this really did a number, but that's okay. Cause that's how we identify the problem. You identify where you at so you know where you're going. And so now let's go through my thoughts about this matter all together. It's no lie that we all have different experiences we bring to the table. Sometimes it's not our households that hurt us. It is our interaction with the outside world, with adults, our peers, teachers, the media, etc. From a young age, some people have learned how to actively say no as a means of survival. And then we have the other coin where it is the active yes. And then there are those who could practice both sides freely. And that's where we have that healthy arena of choice and boundaries. Well, you see the thing about saying yes so often. Well, the things that we say yes to are the very things out to destroy us. 90% of the time. The other 10% are the sweet kind of genuine things that may slip through those cracks. But with those sweet things, we may not value them as much because we are not actively working as hard for their approval. (sighs) I'm sighing already because it's, it's so, it's a lot. Because people pleasing is an active job. 
all the time. It's the act of constantly seeking for approval and affection and happiness from other people before the self. You're seeking approval. It's the basic, you know, I was seeking approval. And you reach a certain age where you're kind of placed into an environment and that approval that one wanted from a parent now becomes the approval of peers and other adults and people and places in society and we see and we see how this is snowballing i don't want to be a bad child because the only time they pay attention to me in a negative abusive destructive way is when i am not perfect and so how do we fix this how do i fix it how do i fix this all the time how do i fix it so it doesn't hurt as much how do i fix myself how do i fix other people so that they're not destructive towards me how do i please other people so then they don't look at me in that way so they don't ignite in that way talk about it okay well no one says that when you go outside into that world take that hat off you only need it when you're in the house but when you go outside take that hat off oh no so here we are the mom friend the designated driver the strong one the one who seemingly has it all figured out and it's not on purpose no 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 it's survival And I'm sure there may be some that are like, that sounds like great survival instincts. You know, that's so great. Like, you're loving and you're healing and you're caring and, you know, you're very likable. Changing. Being likable in place of my emotional, mental, physical well-being is not worth the cost. It's not, and especially not when it's for survival, because survival is any means necessary, all means necessary. Well, what happens when I don't want to survive that way anymore? What happens when I'm tired of carrying the group energy? What happens when I'm tired of doing the things no one has asked of me? That I just assumed responsibility for out of survival, but it's beneficial to them so no one tells me, hey, you know, you don't have to do this. We just like you for you. I don't think I've ever gotten that before. Just your existence is lovely to be next to. Wait, no, I have gotten it before. But it it took a long time to get that. And it came soon after I stopped people-pleasing, or at least around the time I, I really, really was tired of it. So that's how we start mourning the nice girl. Mourning the nice guy. Let's not kill them. Instead, let us gently and gratefully put them to rest. Thank you for everything. Thank you for teaching me how to survive. But I'm ready to live now. 
I'm ready to redefine love. I'm ready to redefine my identity and existence. I'm more than the things I give people. It is all right for my presence to be enough. It is all right to be liked and loved just for being alive. And it may take some time. But time is all that we have once we reach that stage. And before you can love anyone else, let's first give the love you're so desperately trying to give away. And try to aim that back at yourself. And there may be adverse reactions depending on the person. The love you may find that you are now giving to yourself may tell you a lot. And then I found that I personally began to question it. I am way nicer to the people that don't want me there. I am way nicer to the people that need me to be perfect, to be non-human. And when I show signs of humanity, it's all dissipated into nothing. This role that my child self had assumed in order not to get hurt. Out of survival. To assume being inhuman. To be perfect. Well, how dare you be human? How dare you begin to speak up and cry and want more for yourself? How dare you be anything but? And see, the, these, this wounding has a tendency to attract people that don't know the word no can't comprehend boundaries because perhaps their wounding was one that they've adopted from the parent that didn't know no or boundaries or when to stop and so now you have the one that's always saying yes and now you have the one that doesn't know the words no And when the one that gets tired of saying yes all the time begins to say no, well, no, I can't be the mother figure that you so desperately need to be for yourself. I need to be that for myself. I need to defend myself. No, I I need that no. (laughs) I need that defense. I I need that uh, really healthy, like masculine protection that, you know, That's that energy that was skewed. Being nurturing is beautiful. The feminine and divine feminine is beautiful. But that ability, that ability to be fierce, which we could say the dark feminine, and then the ability, that protection, we could say the healthy masculine energies within, we're talking inside, that needs to be cultivated. When to be fierce, when to be soft. But that adverse reaction, no. What do you mean, no? It's almost like I keep seeing the first person that wounded me in all of these people. A conversation we've had before. So now, we must keep moving forward. It's time to release the survival techniques and get some new tools. It's time to stop with this war of self, with self, and make peace. It's time to rest. Let's use a lot more no for everything I don't want and more yes for everything I do want. Zero tolerance. Now, some part of it is perception. A need to be controlling of the narrative because that's another thing 
one would not have in a situation like that at such a young age is control. But to want to control every narrative and the perception of oneself is virtually impossible. It is impossible for me to control how you perceive me. And we perceive people every day and all the time. It's very human. People-pleasing requires a sense of wanting to control that perception. When the truth is, I just may end up stuck in time in someone else's memory. The same way that there are people that are stuck in time in mine. That's where they last saw you and that's where you last impacted each other. That's part of mourning the old self, which I find interesting now that I've come down to these conclusions. There's a part of me that exists with others that is still somewhat alive and I can't get that version out or away or delete it somehow. People pleasing, the constant scrubbing away of the flaws and human attributes, the perfectionist, the mom friend, the fixer. It's what makes me laugh a little when someone says you've changed because that old version of me is still around there somewhere in that person's reality in their mind doing cartwheels and whatnot. It's very amusing. And truthfully, for a while, I couldn't come to terms with that old person floating around, the one that needed to survive, the very serious Sagittarius with her nose in a book all day, the people pleaser, the one who needed to fix things. She was incredibly hard on herself because she couldn't make herself to perfection. She couldn't get herself to a point in which the noise would stop. But then I remember the wounds and then I remember that I did my best to survive. That's all we ever did at that age while hurting as little as possible with the least of damage and mess as humanly possible because we both forgot I was human. I didn't mean not to communicate. I just didn't know how. I hadn't gotten to that lesson plan yet. I didn't know how to say no or I'm not happy or I cannot continue to co-sign your behavior because I, like many of us in these situations, have the tendency to love what is familiar, even though what is familiar was not good for me. It was not good for us. Getting oneself out of a state of people pleasing takes some time. It's taking oneself out of the state of what do they want and it's the first question every time the first question what do they want how do they feel about it it's the first question that's how it was programmed but the beautiful thing is we can always deconstruct and take down and allow the tower to come collapsing down to the very foundation to create a new foundation you gotta think about it ah they are very angered with me or I feel it or I'm uncomfortable because intuitively I know something is off, something is wrong. It's something that I did. I did something. What do they want? How do I fix it? How do I make it right? First question, first question, first question. Every time, every single time, I would always ask how my emotions, my feelings, my existence would affect someone first. And it's interesting because it is 
a strange thing with ego. As if somehow, some way, my very existence would be a mistake or a problem or not enough. Very, very, very interesting stuff. That somehow, some way, if I were to disappear or be quieter or engage less, that I would be left the fuck alone. Didn't mean to curse in this episode, but here we are. That was the truth. If I just would shrink and be as not human, take as little space as possible, please as much as I could, maybe people would leave me alone. Maybe they wouldn't say nothing in that way, with that tone, in that light. Maybe all the while still asking, how does this affect them? How does this hurt them? Are they okay? The first question, not to say that we can't care for other people, we can't love other people, but why is the first question immediately about the other party involved? It became instinct. Remember that this is a childhood wound. It is a survival tactic. This is something that no one said, hey, when you step out the house, you can take that hat off. When you get on that school bus, you can take off that hat. You don't have to do that outside in the world and so then what do we do well must gently and softly i also too like my caribbean mother that that voice that she would gently and sternly guide me with has now become my own subconscious redirect myself and my thoughts towards something that is better what do i want what do i need what do i deserve do i want to hang out Do I want to meet these people? Do I want to continue this conversation? So on and so forth. And I ask myself, what is the best way that I can communicate? I don't want to have this conversation on text. Is there any way we can call? Is there any way we can FaceTime? Can we meet up someplace? How would I best be comfortable in this situation? That somehow, some way, along this journey of putting other people first, because it is like a job eventually, you there is a burnout, there's an exhaustion that kicks in, there's something that happens. It's like, and it it may happen overnight, it may just hit like a switch, it may just take a little bit of deconstructing, however it happens. But once you see it, you cannot unsee it. It's like waking up from a long nightmare. And don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm so ready to be a hostess and to host people in my home one day and to have that beautiful Caribbean hospitality and to offer, you know, tea and coffee and water and just there is something about hospitality that is so beautiful and it is an art. But by no means at the expense of myself, ever. And that's what it comes down to. And the ones that really love you and the ones that really resonate and the ones that really are by your side will go through the transition with you. But do not be surprised if many stay behind because we came together through wounding. There's something in me that's feeding you and there's something in you that's feeding me. And I just, you know, I don't want to be playing with the scabs anymore. I just, let's patch it up and let's move forward. And so it is a journey and it takes some time and 
I am still learning and rewiring my brain to ask myself first. But it takes time. We're all learning. Well, it's been real. Take care of your spirit, being, and essence. Au revoir.